Blog Talk Radio. Kiss it list and the last word. 
going to sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topic. All right, students, settle down, settle down. Today's lesson is on weed etiquette. Just because weed has been legalized in certain states, uh, people need to understand that they should use weed etiquette when visiting friends and family. Now, if you choose to smoke weed when visiting friends and relatives who don't smoke weed, please remember these rules. Number one, go outside. Number two, collect the roaches. Number three, stand away from the house. Number four, wash your hands and mouth when you come back inside. And remember, everyone does not want to get high with you. So don't take it personal. Some people may be on parole. Some may be interviewing for jobs where drug testing is required. And some may be in AA and they just can't get high with you. Maybe they just don't like the smell of weed. Did you think of that? So remember, if you sit in a car and smoke weed, then come back in the house and sit on their nice upholstered furniture, that smell will remain in their sofa for quite a while. And they may not like that. Weed is not a cologne or a perfume. Everyone doesn't want to smell it. So make sure you use weed etiquette when you do your thing. This has been a public service announcement for Weed Etiquette, and we thank you for your time. Hey, 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 Pop, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? I'm waiting for the teacher. Students, settle down. Settle down. Students, okay, share share with the teacher. Share with the teacher. Students, share with the teacher. Welcome back to John Party One Hills Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time for the hot topics. Ooh, got to blow the smoke off of them. They smoking. Okay. Well, let's get into it then. I got the first one I see. Well, All right. it's been a somber day today. Uh, Barack, our president, Barack Obama, eulogizes Elijah Cummings, and uh, everyone knows that Elijah Cummings, he died on October the 17th at age 68 due to complications from cancer. This is the first time I've seen this report. Um, oh, really? He lay in state, yeah, it says in this particular report, it says cancer. He lay in state in the U.S. Capitol on Thursday, the first black U.S. lawmaker to receive the honor. And um, today's service was held at Baltimore's new um, Psalms Baptist Church, the Cummings he attended for over 40 years. Um, the president, um, our president, Barack Obama and Bill Clinton, were among several prominent politicians who honored um, Cummings. Um, Obama praised Cummings in his eulogy as a man of great integrity and honor. Those want to say Elijah Cummings came from good soil, recalling the 12-term House representative being raised by parents who were sharecroppers 
and in the sturdy frame, goodness took root. Um, he also says <clears throat> Obama called Cummings' parents the um, proverbial salt of the earth and said they pass on that strength and that grit. Wow, there's some serious things there. Also, Thank former you. U.S. Secretary Hillary Clinton, she also spoke, too, at the service. She goes on to say, Elijah was a huge champion for truth, justice, and kindness in every part of his life. Um, also, the um, his bishop that he's known for over 40 years, Bishop Walter S. Um, Thomas, Jr., um, he served as a pastor since 75. And he said, for all um, those who passed through those doors, it has been very somber. We've lost a friend, a loved one, a member, a role model, and um, you know, some powerful words from different people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That surface yep. looked yep. really nice. I didn't see it all, but uh, what I saw on the news, that place was jam-packed. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And we know none of the 45s were there family members either, not that I know of. Hmm. What a shocker. Yeah. You would think at least the son or daughter would show up just out of respect. I mean, he's the president. I know he's not going to come because nobody's looking for him. But um, just out of respect. That's all right. The people that were supposed to be there were there, so that was the main thing. I suppose. I believe I heard on the news that his widow made a comment about some of the stuff that 45 had previously said and got, like, a thunderous applause. Yeah. Wow. Most of the time, like these types of funerals, the politics, they do pour out, you know. They shouldn't at that particular time, but I guess people have to be heard. And I, they they feel as if that's the best time to um, you know to express their opinions on politics. Right. That's good. Who knows? She may run for something. She she you know they keep talking about people should continue to fight. So who knows? You know, um, she hmm. might decide to run for something. <laughs> okay. Never know. Mm-hmm. Another warrior gone on home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. I guess we got to find some new ones, right? Yeah. I wonder who's going to get his congressional seat. How does that work? It was a, it was a female that I saw, a, a Caucasian female, and I think she's just in there temporarily. It's not like she's going to be there. I think they have to vote for um you know, for that particular seat, but she's going to sit in there temporarily, I believe. Is that how that works, Papa D? They have to hold a special election or something? Yeah, I imagine it is. I think, um, I think the governor has something to do with something as well as far as uh, he, he gets involved with it too. Because the same way when Barack went to be president, they had to pick somebody for Chicago. Murray guy went to jail, still in jail. Oh, yeah, Remember the guy with the name Chicago? I can't pronounce. He's still in jail, as a matter of fact. Is he really? Yeah, he, he got a lot you remember of remember his name? I can't remember his name. It was some odd name. Yeah, it was. Um, hard to pronounce. Kama Kleich. Yeah, Kama. I don't know. Yeah, he got a lot of time in jail. 
and what's the name was involved in it, Jesse Jackson's son was in cahoots with him, and they were trying to sell the seat and all kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. That was yeah. ugly. How are you going to sell a congressional seat? They all, Come on. they all do time. Jesse Jackson's son just went, went crazy anyway because he was so far behind his, uh, behind his mother when, when they had the baby, when Jesse Jackson's mother had a baby and he fell out and it was, he divorced Jesse Jackson, and just that whole time was crazy. So he never really rebounded from all. No, nah, he ended up losing mind because he ended up lying about stuff, and they caught him in a lie, and now he's in a rubber house with a straight jacket too. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Yep. Well, let's yep, see. Yep, uh, yep. Let's, Dee Dee, you're up next. Really? Yeah. So what? What was the deal? I was just sitting here as a guest. I didn't plan on reading. Oh no, first. you got to work. You're going to earn your paycheck. So, um, he hit his message. Well, you know, this here, this, this here, you know, talk about some crappy solidarity. You know, these guys, which, which is interesting, this, it was the subject of what I'm reading is where the Republicans stormed into the uh, a secured hearing. They just bombarded this hearing. But when you showed them coming down the steps, the guy that was leading coming down the steps was, you know, no disrespect to him. He was the one that was shot on the baseball field. Uh, I forget his name. Oh, Scalise. Scalise. He was leading the, the charge. and uh, But all the rest of them being old, they were all coming down the steps like like they needed some, some help coming down the steps, first of all. So they all was like kind of, you know, they taking their time, two-stepping down the steps. Now, if you're going to storm a joint, you should be walking like soldiers. If you, somebody, they had to hear them coming. Because half of them was old as hell trying to make it down the steps. The guy leading coming down the steps had been shot. So he was coming down there with a handicap. Can, right? can I just uh, interject and say that the way they were bum-rushing coming into that room, yeah. the only thing they were missing was the torches. You know, in those movies where they come in after Frankenstein monsters. Well, you know, it just that's the only thing missing was the torches. Well, well, you know, it just just and the force, the pitchfork. It goes to show you that. See, sometimes when you get together with people that are either you're thinking like you do, you think you're unifying in some respect. You look a little beastly when it comes to your final hour of uh, of making a statement. You look beastly. You could have sent one person down to the storm. You could have done. You could have sent five people. The storm. It could have still been considered a storm, but you got these people now. Half these people in this particular panel that stormed the place, they're usually on vacation. How much does the House and the Senate leave a year with their different vacations and breaks and yeah. stuff like that? So they're, they're never right. even in town. So now you act like you're making a statement. You make a statement before you break away from Christmas. For them, Christmas starts about what? November. 10th before Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, November they go they go on Christmas vacation November 10th and they'll come back until the 12th of January. I mean, what a what a job, okay? You only got to put in for sick time because so I'm saying all that to say that wow, really. Anyway, the Republicans uh and it was chanting at the time also. You know, let us in, let us in. As they forced their way into a hearing, all right, breaching the US House uh Security rules this week. Mr. Trump urged Republicans to uh, get tough and fight for him. You know, so three committees in a Democratic-controlled uh, House of Representatives are investigating alleged wrongdoings by the president. Now you're gonna bum rush of a meeting that has to do with something. Now why is Trump authorizing somebody to violate something that has to do with the law that's considering him? 
you bragging about how they can't do nothing to you because you're the president, but then you're so paranoid, you're trying to bum rush something that's going on. Then you got the little Pied Piper people, like little rats in Hamlin, you know, following people. So it's crazy. So Democrats accused him of uh, illegally pressing the Ukraine and uh, Ukraine to dig up dirt on uh, his Republican rival. But Mr. Trump and his supporters say they had done wrong, no wrongdoing. So about two dozen Republicans pushed their way into a secure meeting room known as the, uh, they call that the Sensitive uh, Compartmental Information Facility, SCIF, on Wednesday morning. Some brought their mobile phones in in with them, leading leading Democrats and some officials to accuse them of a security breach. The SCIFs are built to uh, prevent electronic uh, eavesdropping and allow people to review classified information. So not only did they violate Joinsky, they went there with cell phones. They did everything against what they were supposed to do. Now, now how do you do cold-blooded stuff like that? They don't care. They say no cell phones or anything allowed in this area, and they all came in with cell phones in their hands. So they just, I mean, what a, what a total disrespect. Oh, so they needed proof video proof to be able to show that, yeah, I bum rushed Yeah, them. but the area says no cell phones, and here you are, a politician that's representing your constituents and representing America, and you're going to come here with a damn cell phone in your hand with your grown-ass Republican ass. You're supposed to be mm-hmm. so conservative. I mean, what is conservative? I could be conservative myself. All I got to do when I go to zip cleaners, tell them to put extra starch in my damn shirt. That'll make me conservative. It looks like I take care of my shit. And I took care of my shit. I just paid two more dollars for my church to be starched. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm any more sophisticated. It just means I look nice for that moment. So I have to think conservatism and, and liberalism, everybody has a touch of both of those aspects in them. But anyway, let me get back to this uh, live. I'll forget it. Uh, let's see. Democrats and Republicans begin shouting at each other. Reports said, and the Republicans. Uh, Protests refused to leave the room for a number of hours. Number of hours, okay? That is crazy. Even order pizza at lunchtime. What? Okay. They're ordering pizza. <laughs> this is and, crazy. And he broke into the place illegally. He brought a phone wasn't allowed to be in. They sitting there ordering pizza. That was a fiasco. Anyway, the protest delayed the testimony of uh, the young lady named Laura Cooper. The Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Russia. See, they came in at the right time, too, when the person that really mm-hmm. had the goods on everybody was, was testifying. Uh-huh. So, anyway, they're trying to intimidate, well, not only her, but trying to break right, break up that particular testimony. I mean, this mm-hmm. is this is insane. It's insane. Yeah. Republicans mm-hmm. argued that Democrats were conducting the impeachment inquiry in secret. And a representative of uh, Stephen Solis described it as a Soviet-style process of uh, communism on the Democrats' part. Now, Solis, he was the one everybody had, you know, sympathy for because he got shot in the baseball field, and now he's becoming a jerk-off six months later. Wow. Okay, brother, so give me back my $6 that I gave for your little collection when you got shot. Yeah, I want my money back. Give me my $6 back, man. Bama. I put $6 in your Yo, jar. Bama. Anyway, however, more than 40 Republicans are members of those uh, committees and committed to take part in the hearing. So there was already Republicans at the hearing that represented that, and they 
bum rush them. So anyway. See, that's the thing that got me. They were acting like they were so shut out and shut off. You wasn't shut off from because the there, there was Republican, some of the Republicans are in there. There was some Republican representatives in there that are on that committee. They just violated everything. They knew it. And then, but how can you come out and talk to the press about? Then the guy come down and said, "Us America, keep them, they're keeping away from American people." Well, you went and disrespected the whole American legal system, and now you're talking about who did what, what the pot calling the damn kettle black. But here's I mean, the way I see that. First that of all, it was not the American people who put these rules and procedures in place. That was stuff that Congress came up with. So right now, the Democrats, from what I understand, are following the rules that have been put in place that say you can do this in this manner. So if the Republicans are now pissed off and don't like it, well, sorry, that's what the rules are. Yeah, but all I'm saying is that when you come down and you break the rules and you bum rush, there goes your title of conservatism. You're not, yes, you're and respect a, for your position. Okay, you just ghetto blast something. So where you where you being conservative yeah. when you just doing the jailbreak? I mean, that's a so. hood move. But uh, oh, you know what? I think all of that was really just for them to be able to show Trump, like, see, we're doing something. We got your back. We're supporting you. Because remember, Trump put the call out earlier in the week and said, "I need the Republicans to get behind me and support me." You know, because they're coming for me, and we need to band together so we don't lose the White House in 2020. Trump was talking all that stuff. Well, I and just then a think, few days later, this happened. I just think whoever the superintendent, in closing, I like to say whoever the, the superintendent of that particular building where those means were held need to go to Home Depot and buy some better locks. Yeah, that's a good question. Where was security? That's supposed to be a secured meeting. Why did you even let them come in there? They need better locks. Nope. So I guess, I guess anyway. they all Republicans look cops. I mean, uh, oh, well, they saw Solis out front, and everybody had sympathy for him. Yeah, but so, so what? Guy, oh, you out there chanting, let us in. If you're not supposed to be in that area, you're not cleared to be in that area, then how y'all get in there? Now, what if Democrats did that to one of their meetings in the future? How we how we look at this point? Oh, they be calling, uh, what's his name, Attorney General uh, Barr, to come and get him and lock him up. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. on the on the topic, as usual, of 45, this just in, or as they say, breaking news, breaking news, Trump's controversial Washington, D.C. hotel is up for sale. Now, they were contemplating doing this, right? This just broke around maybe 7.30 or so this evening. Trump's controversial namesake hotel in Washington, D.C., just a few blocks down Pennsylvania from the White House, is going up for sale with an asking price of as much as $500 million. Uh, Patricia Tang, who's the director of sales and marketing for Trump International Hotel, in D.C., confirmed to CBS News this Friday, today, or this evening, that a real estate firm of Jones Lang LaSalle has been hired to market the luxury hotel to buyers. She also what? confirmed, yes, yes, Hunty, yes. She also confirmed that the Trump, uh huh, she also confirmed that the Trump organization is hoping to get as much as $500 million for its 100-year leasing rights 
for the government-owned property, which equates to about $2 million per room. Mm. Now, let's, let's just stop right there. A hundred-year leasing rights? Who approved that deal? You know, most people, I'm just saying, most people don't live for a hundred years. How in the world did you get an agreement to get a 100-year leasing right for this government-owned property? That just blew me. I knew that there was some kind of a deal, leasing deal with the government, but I did not know Mm -hmm. it was for 100 years. Not in either. I thought maybe 20 or 30 years, maybe. It's something more reasonable. 100 years? Who the freak does that? So the Trump organization told uh, the Associated Press that the potential sale was partly to avoid the criticism over conflicts of interest, because you know that's been coming up a lot. Uh, The Trump International Hotel, which opened in late 2016, right before Trump was elected, has been a magnet for lobbyists and diplomats that are trying to gain favor with the administration. Now, they deny it all the time, but everybody knows that. These diplomats and stuff, it's not like that's the only hotel. Washington, D.C. is full of five-star hotels. But these people come Mm -hmm. here from foreign countries. They drop all that money over there at Trump International Hotel because they think they're going to gain some kind of favor with him. Anyway, people are objecting. um, Oh, this is a quote. Who is this? Oh, from Ewick. Eric Trump said, people are objecting to us making so much money on the hotel, and therefore we might be willing to sell. That was Eric Trump, or as I call him, Eric, uh, who is the executive vice president of the Trump organization. He goes on to say that since we opened our doors, we have received tremendous interest in this hotel as real estate developers, and we're always willing to explore our options. So I guess these money mongers are always looking to make a dollar. Uh, the Trump Organization opened this luxury hotel in Washington's old post office building months, just a few months before he was elected in 2016. And, of course, they've been getting criticism and lawsuits ever since. So earlier this month, a federal appeals court said it would reconsider an earlier ruling that threw out a lawsuit accusing Trump of illegally profiting off of the presidency uh, because of his stake in the hotel. So, But according to Trump and his financial disclosure report, he has earned more than $100 million from his properties collectively in 2018 and almost $41 million just from the hotel in Washington last year. So if your financial statements say you've made $41 million just on that hotel, how are you saying you're not making any money and you're not profiting? Hmm. I, I, it just, anyway, it blows my mind that you keep saying that stuff. So like the government the ethics, exactly. The government ethics watchdogs and all say that his ownership in the hotel is a conflict of interest. And a lot of people agree. I am one of them, and uh, there was a lobbying firm who found um, that there were ties to the Saudi government, okay? Saudi Arabia government had paid $270,000 to the Trump Hotel 
between October of 2016 and March of 2017. Now, isn't it interesting that all the favor that has been given to Saudi Arabia's government since that during his presidency, put it that way, and then you find out they they have spent all this money just in the hotel, no telling what other money might have been exchanged. So, anyway, you know, all of this comes to comes to comes to bear because of the obvious conflict of interest that his companies and his camp has been denying all this time, and then re- most recently that whole thing with the G7 summit when he wanted to host it at Doral, his uh, resort in Florida. He was prepared to do it, had put the announcement out, I'm hosting it, the G7 summit, and people were going ballistic, saying absolutely not conflict of interest. He swore up and down, I'm not going to make any money, blah, blah, blah. And then because the heat got to be too much, he then came back and said, all right, all right, all right, I'm not going to host it. So to me, this is just another example of that, and he's trying to get out from under it. So now it looks like their new strategy is, well, maybe we need to sell some of these properties. So we'll see what happens. Now, that deal at the old post office pavilion in Washington, they signed that deal in 2013. They paid the federal government 250000 a month to rent the old post office pavilion building. And as part of the deal, the Trump family business agreed to renovate the property, and eventually they say they spent more than $200 million by the time the hotel opened in 2016. Now, that's what they said. I say, show me the receipts. Because too many people, you know how many people have sued him and his organization for work that they did on various properties and didn't get paid for? So... To say you spent two hundred million renovating the property, show me the receipts. That's all I'm saying on that. Show me the money. <laughs> show me the money. Yeah, but that's a trip. So it's going on sale now. They have it on the market now. It's on the market now. They're shopping it around to see if they can get the asking price that they want. Five hundred million. They're looking for at least five hundred million. Yeah, that's probably why he had those um, foreign leaders there, probably checking it out. <laughs> Could be. Yep. You never know with that one. That All would be right. interesting. I just can't believe that they signed a 100-year lease. That is insane. Mm-hmm. How do you go yeah, into a 100-year lease with the government? government I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, that just that really takes me takes me for a loop. But all right, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call nine one four eight zero three four three zero six. Get in on the conversation. We are going to take what are we doing? We're going to take a quick CC break, and we're coming right back with more of the political week that it's been in D.C. and everywhere else on the Pajama Party Show. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Papa Didi. You haven't heard of Pajama Party, you're missing out. We got hot topics, hidden quitter headlines, what's popping with me, weird news, I'm just saying with red wine, 
living for the city again with me. The Hollywood wrap up the kettle. The cocktail of the week. The world's family kiss at this. And of course, the last word. We serve up each week on the Pajama Party Show. And nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at 914-803-4306 or listen at www.apajamaparty.com and also follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. Welcome back to the Pajama Party. One Hills Papa Didi is here with Kettle. Hello. Red wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time for the hit it and quit it headlines. Oh, like I said, it's been a political week. I feel like the political tornadoes have been spinning all through Washington this week. It's been cray cray. So <laughs> let's get back on Trump again. Can't seem to get away from 45. He's just been all over the place, cutting up, showing off, doing all kind of stuff. So let's start with Trump saying he's being lynched. Let's talk about that. Now, this happened actually on Tuesday this week. He called the House Democrat impeachment inquiry a lynching, using a term that, of course, is associated with killings of black people (laughs) and when I, when I heard that, I was like, he, what? He said, what? Now, all the Republicans, now this is what he said. All Republicans must remember what they are witnessing here, a lynching. But we will win. That's what he said on Twitter. Trump has repeatedly railed against this uh, probe into this whole uh, impeachment inquiry. Of course, you know, he continually calls it a witch hunt. In a fraud, now he stooped to call it calling it a lynching. I I just had to shake my head on that one. I'm like, really? Do you even know what lynching means? But you think you're being lynched, really? You are one ignorant mofo. Sorry, but that's what you are. Now the use of the term, of course, continues to stoke racial tensions. And uh, as some people said, you're just blowing that dog whistle and tossing red meat to the people who just blindly follow you and go along with whatever you say. So there was a lot of response from various Democrats. Uh, Representative James Clyburn, who's a Southern Democrat out of South Carolina, he said, I'm not just a politician up here. I'm a Southern politician, a product of the South. And I know the history of that word, and that's something you should be very careful about using it. Uh, Congressional Black Caucus Chairwoman Karen Bass said that his tweet is consistent with his pattern of throwing out racial bombs and red meat to his base whenever his back is up against the wall. Uh, California Representative Harley Rowder called Trump's tweet offensive, And Representative Bobby Rush from uh, Illinois asked Trump on Twitter, what the hell is wrong with you? Lynching is a reprehensible strain, stain, I'm sorry, on this nation's history. And as this president, you should know better. We'll never erase the pain and trauma of lynching. And to invoke 
that torture to whitewash your own corruption is disgraceful. And then, of course, Lindsey Graham had to come along and say, well, I think that it was a pretty accurate description of what's going on with him. This is a total sham. It's a joke. And I'm going to let the whole world know that if this was happening to a Democratic president, y'all would be, uh, you all would be all over me right now. This is a lynching in every sense. It's un-American. And to Lindsey Graham, I would say, really, you think lynching is un-American? Tell that to all of the black people who've been lynched in this country. Was it un-American then, or is it un-American because you think it's happening to a white man? Give me a break, Lindsey Graham. I'm putting you on the kiss-it list, ignorant mofo. Next. Over to you, Papa D. Some bull crap. Enough of that, huh? <laughs> and with his simple self. Yeah, Lindsey Graham is a, um, I mean, this man, like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, he got a different opinion on something, you know. He's a, he's a mess. He, he, I don't even understand that, man. One day he's licking Trump's balls, and the next day he's talking about him, and I don't understand him. He's so topsy turvy. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. And what state? He's from South Carolina, but who the hell is voting him in that keeps putting him in? Is it some particular district that's voting him in? Okay. I don't know. Anyway, uh, this is uh, this story here is about General Motors workers approved a contract uh, to end the historic strike. Well, you know they had to end it because the cars need to be made. They need to make money. So it was almost like a waste of time. One thing I always learned, though, from old folks is that when you're striking, the time frame that you're out striking, you never will get that money back. So if you've been out striking for four or five months, you don't lost four or five paychecks, and they're not going. Nobody's going to nobody's going to pay you for not working. So as soon as you decide to walk off that job and grab those sticks and that cardboard and, and, and stand on that corner and walk, then you're not getting paid. So if you're on strike for six weeks, even though you may have got your contract approved, you didn't get paid for six weeks. You're not going to get paid for six weeks. So anyway, majority of the United States auto worker members signed off on a, a tentative agreement between the, the union and General Motors ending a massive strike that lasted more than five weeks. That's five weeks they went without pay and shut down General Motors productions across the country. All right. The uh, contract covers nearly 50,000 workers, the bulk of them in the Midwest. The union did not release a final vote tally, but said members will start returning to work for the on their regular uh, scheduled shifts. The union announced that uh, it would uh, next uh, bargain a new contract with Ford, followed by uh, Fiat Chrysler and round out with the choice big three, which is Ford, Chevy, Chrysler. Uh, a four-year deal with General was offered work a 3% raise, which is nothing. 3%? In the second and uh, fourth year of the contract, they receive a lump sum payment were 4% of worker salary in the other two years. The contract maintains the uh, employee's friendly uh, status quo of health insurance to make progress on them temporary workers on a pathway to permanent employment. So they're trying to get uh, temporary workers to get up in there as well to be permanent. So they was asking for a lot of things. The deal also chipped away at the the two-tier system in which uh, newer hire workers on a lower pay scale than uh, lengthy employees. 
Yeah, which is which is a good thing. You know, they oh, uh, okay. a conscious and union they made it they they made it a it was a situation where when people came in, brand new employees is coming and making the same money that the long time employees is making and they were gotta get pissed with that as well. So That doesn't sound fair. No, it's not fair. Anyway, uh, it's going to lead up to these workers making uh, people that are totally qualified and totally in the game. They reach the top pay of roughly $32 an hour within uh, four years of opposing the eight, next eight years uh, of the previous contract. So, you know, I guess it worked out for them. Uh, living out there in the Midwest, that should be suffice money, I guess, for them to survive. So... So there you have it. You know, it's a five-week strike, three percent on the money. Got a lump sum payment coming up. Uh, got a few things approved. So and that's a long time for people to be out on strike. Yeah, nothing's being weeks. done. No work going. Well, everybody on. was hurting. The company was hurting. The people was hurting. They signed it because everybody's running out of time, and out of money. The company to get back into production. They tried to let the managers start running the assembly line, but. They can't do but so much, you know. They claim yeah. they How long have the strike been going on, Papa? Five weeks. It was five weeks. Oh, okay. So a month and a half, without, month and a, and a week without pay. So. Mm-hmm. It's been rough, yeah. People got to survive. Mm-hmm. That's good. All right. Keep it moving. <laughs> All right. I'll figure out hitting for this. Excuse me, Mama. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't like pay too much attention to uh, red wine because uh, looking at the stories that we're doing here in this particular segment, it looks like uh, red wine is only doing one particular story. So I think she's she did the first story. And I think she's somewhere eating lunch, and uh, it looks like I'm managing. So don't worry about what I'm doing. Looks like me and you kettle is holding down the rest of the segment. But uh, all right, what do you want? All right, you're trying to get me in trouble. I'm going to lighten it up a little bit. Check this out. A uh, unique guitar-shaped hotel opens in Florida in a Seminole casino. Hollywood, hey. Florida. It looks like a rock and roll guitar that Led Zeppelin, uh, Jimmy Page would, be, would have played. But this one is 450 feet tall and is a light beam hotel that the uh, Seminole Tribe wants to um, become South Florida's latest tourist destination. The Guitar Hotel had its grand opening uh, yesterday on the Tribe's um, land in Hollywood, once only a trailer park and a, some smoke shops. Um, it's the latest step in the Seminole Hard Rock Empire, which includes naming rights on the uh, Miami area stadium where the 2020 Super Bowl will be played. Wow. Okay. It's a, a unique. Wait a minute. So you're the saying the whole the hotel is shaped like a guitar? Yes, it is. It's, you should see it. It's okay. spectacular. They're filming it on Entertainment Tonight, and it looks spectacular. Shape of a guitar. Um, it's a unique addition to the South Florida's tourist landscape, and no hotel is like it in the world. It has more than 600 rooms, and a night. Uh, and at a night, beams of light with mimic the strings of the guitar. Um, locally, um, people stop along the roadside to take pictures. It's a visible 
um, to travelers on airliners headed into Fort Lauderdale. The $1.5 billion project, B with a billion, also has a refurbished venue for concerts and other events. They said that concert hall holds 7,000 people. And um, the opening, they had some, I forgot who they had, but it was sold out. Oh, I'm sorry, it was Maroon 5. They were there and it was sold out. Um, So they don't have artists like Sting and Billy Joel and, um, it has a giant pool and a lagoon, retail shops, restaurants, and, of course, of gambling. You know, they have to have gambling, of course. I mean, they had stars out like Johnny Depp. I haven't seen Johnny Depp in a minute. Um, Morgan Freeman. Um, everybody was out to check out this new hotel. So this is okay. going to be the place to be. A hot spot, baby. Be a reason to Sounds go, good. right? Yeah. Hey, sounds yeah. like a, sounds like something I would like to see a guitar shaped hotel. Yeah, only like a field trip to me. <laughs> yeah, because I thought you were saying like I was thinking, okay, so it's a hotel that has like a big guitar out front, like Hard Rock does. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, it's in the shape of a hotel, and it's amazing how it has six hundred rooms. Oh wow. I guess yeah, that 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 is interesting. I would love to see that. Oh no! And I'm tripping out on the price. One point five billion dollars. Yes, a lot of coins. Well, check it out. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. I would like to see that. Mm-hmm. So hey, if anybody yeah. else wants to see it, you better look it up online and find it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that one. We'll definitely check that out. And that's in Florida, huh? Yep. Yep. Got it. Mm-hmm. Imagine this thing lays low. It, it, it's it's uh, flat, I take it. It doesn't stand straight up like a guitar, right? It lays flat. It's going straight up. I'm telling you, go online and check it out. Look on your phone, wherever you got look at it. It stands straight up like a guitar. I guess that's why it costs so much money. Like you said, they can see it from, you know, if you're flying over, you, you can see it. It's a main it's attraction. It's in Miami? It's in Miami or it, Fort Lauderdale? It's in Hollywood, Florida. Oh, Hollywood. That's right next to Miami. Mm-hmm. That's the last stop on the train when you're going to by Amtrak to uh, Miami. Last stop is Hollywood in Miami. Okay. There you go. There you go. And it's called the Hard Rock? No, it's not Hard Rock. It's on on one of the uh, Indian reservations, right? No, what's the name of the hotel? The Hard Rock? Right. It's the, um, no, it's the Seminole. Seminole. um, Seminole Casino. It's the Seminole Hard Rock Empire. So Hard Rock Cafe, they have something to do with Hard Rock, yeah. Oh, Okay. Mm-hmm. Seminole Hard That makes rock. sense That's how they got their guitar thing going Yeah Yep On the Indian reservation They, they make them bite Yeah Check the picture out I'm telling you It's nice Alright Alright Let's keep it moving Over to you Papa Didi mm. What else is happening Um. <laughs> well uh, Let's see 
since me and Kettle holding down this particular segment. Whatever. Uh, another time Brady Jersey <laughs> stolen this time from the uh New England uh, Patriots Hall of Fame exhibit. People just went in there and stole that. So you can't uh you can't blame no black folks for this one. Anyway, Foxborough, Massachusetts. Police arrested a man who took a signed Tom Brady jersey and other memorabilia from the New England Patriots Hall of Fame exhibit on Thursday at Gillette Stadium. It's inside the stadium. It's called the uh, Hall of Fame exhibit. People have been ripping it off like crazy. Foxborough Police told CBS Boston that uh, officers uh, have collaborated with the patient security to arrest 33-year-old uh, Zanini Zinnitus uh, uh, before he left the stadium parking lot. He was wearing he was wearing this stolen T-shirt under his jacket. Okay, and uh, posed he posed at in when he was in jail. He had it on when he took his mug shot. So how crazy is that? <laughs> According to Foxborough Police, census. Pleaded not guilty to a larceny charge at his arraignment at the district court. The uh, Brady jersey was valued at $10,000 per the uh, Attleboro Sun Chronicle, which reported a blue glove as another stolen item. Brady's jersey had been been stolen before in 2017. The game uh, jersey that he wore during the Super Bowl uh, when they defeated the, it came back and defeated the Atlanta Falcons. That particular jersey was still also. Uh, the the FBI investigated and they later solved that crime. So, so I'll just go to show you that the uh, New England Patriots Hall of Fame exhibit at Gillette Stadium has no damn security there. I think that the items are too close to the people, and they're up there trusting white folks like they won't steal. I guess they thought that was a black thing, but. Uh, who knew? Who knew? So this is the second time you say his jersey's been stolen? From that little exhibit that they just let the people walk up to and just, you know. I mean, the okay. thing is not in no exhibit uh, case or anything? <clears throat> no, it's just out there. They thought everybody was just so up in Boston. Everybody was just so fair and they'll, don't lock your doors at home and don't worry about locking your car door. Uh, Lock the car yeah. door? Why bother? Steals here? Come on. Stealing jerseys. That's crazy. So they haven't found it yet, then? Yeah, they found They found them both. The guy the guy was wearing it when he, uh, when he got caught, and he wore it during his mugshot. So... What an idiot. <laughs> That's what I was getting ready to say. How stupid is this? That is too stupid. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you might as well go over the next story of Red Wine has no work on this segment. Whatever. So, Kelly, you might as well. Anyway. <laughs> I got the last Um, The Democratic Party makes it harder to qualify for the December uh, presidential debate. Interesting. I guess they're trying to filter folks out, I guess. That's what they're trying to do. Um, The Democratic National Committee is again increasing its, uh, again, 
increasing its polling and fundraising requirements for presidential candidates to qualify uh, for, uh, for participating in the campaign six debate in December. To make the debate stage in, in L.A., oh, they're going big time, Hollywood, party officials announced Friday that candidates must have at least 200,000 unique donors and a minimum of 800 unique donors per state in at least 20 states. Wow. Um, candidates must also mark 4% in at least four national release state polls or achieve um, 6% in two single state polls in the early states. The DNC officials have stated that the this separate um, pathway uh, may provide an avenue for hopefuls who may not be um, registering as um, highly in national surveys as in the uh, key early voting states. Um, interesting. Um, the chairman was defending the move, saying that campaigns have had plenty of notice and that candidates who um, couldn't meet the qualifications weren't building the support necessary to, de to defeat President Trump next year. Um, the stepped-up uh -huh. thresholds will likely eliminate some from the stage, even as the field continues to, to um, contract. This week, Representative Tim Ryan of Ohio, who didn't meet the um, October debate requirements, announced he was ending his presidential bid to focus on running the re-election for the U.S. House. Okay. Hey, man, that's, so the next debate will be PBS NewsHour and Politico will co-host the December 19th debate at the UCLA Luskin School of Public Affairs. Hmm. Moderated, they will be announced later. Interesting. The qualification okay. deadline is December the 12th, so you better head this up together before December 12th. So it sounds yeah. like all of those people who are only down in the 2% and 3%, they're going to be knocked out, Right. Yeah, it, it says the um, changes won't matter much for the top-tier candidates. Um, former VP Joe Biden, Senator Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, and uh, others, including um, Rudy Cheney and Harris. So those are the top ones that they um, are concerned about. <clears throat> okay. So, everybody else will start well. falling off. Mhm. Mm Better get it together, like you said. Yeah. All right. In the season. Mark your calendar, December the nineteenth. Most definitely. All right. We're gonna take a quick break, and then we're coming back with Papa Didi and what's popping. I see he's chomping uh -oh. at the bit, ready to go for it. So we're gonna do that. <laughs> get some fresh ice, and we'll be right back. Hey, this is Papa Didi. Join me on Friday nights live. At the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. And don't miss my segment called Living for the City and What's Poppin'. Hey, and, and join me. This is Red Wine with the Long Long Step. And I've got the hot topics in my commentary called I'm Just Saying. And don't forget the cocktail of the week for me, Shadow with the Yellow Top. I got the Hollywood wrap up along with Weird News. And don't forget, we've got the Kisser List. That's for the people who get on our last nerves. Want us to call them out. So join us on Blog Talk Radio for the Pajama Party. Every Friday night at 9 p.m. on the East Coast and 6 p.m. on the West Coast. 
Go to apajamaparty.com to listen online or follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. Call us live, 914-803-4306. And don't forget to press 1. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, what happened to the snack tray or the bartender? Does he want to see my slippers? I'll call the room service. Hey, this is Kettle with the Yellow Top. I'm waiting to hear from you tonight. I'm at the Pajama Party Live. So you can reach us at 914-803-4306. Or you can check us out on apajamaparty.com. I've got my opinions, but I want to hear yours. Papa Didi and Red Wine are trying to beat me down, so I need you to call back and back me up. I know you're out there. I can hear you breathing. So call me now. 914-803-4306. I'm right here on WBJP Blog Talk Radio. Waiting to hear from you. Uh, here it comes. I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. Hi, welcome back to a John Pine One Year Old Papa Didi and with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darlings, and go Nat. All right, Nat's game is two to one right now. They're in the uh, fifth inning. Houston Astros are at bat. They got a man on second base. All right, and it's time for what's popping. Anyway, you know, I think sometime that uh, people should really call the bluff. You know. I don't know if you ever seen this movie called, uh, uh, it wasn't Boomerang, but it had a sense of Boomerang in it, but it starred a Holly Berry with a couple other guys. She was an inspiring person to run the clubs and everything, and he was the uh, executive, and Tommy Davidson was the uh, mailroom clerk, and uh, if you can name it, joint. In that movie, Holly Berry was when she was real young. Mm, anyway, know. at the end of the movie, uh, the white guy had switched uh, the guy's uh, plans, and he almost got fired until Tommy Davidson rat on a guy, and they end up getting together, him and the black guy and Holly Berry, because a group called the Halloran Brothers came along and brought the project. At the end, I forget the name of it. Holly Berry is very young. It had sort of a boomerang flavor to the movie. But I'm saying all that to say that uh, when the Halloran brothers came along and wrote that project, at the end, it was almost like this. And the Halloran brothers, the black guys, came along, had money, and brought the project to save the brother's job. And at the end, Tommy Davidson who was working in the mailroom, he got a promotion also, and they opened up a club, and Holly Berry was running at the end, and everybody lived happy ever after. But I think that whole situation should go down with the Donald Trump Hotel. If you're going to call people's bluff and put a price on something, I really think that Tyler Perry, Oprah Winfrey, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, uh, and one other person that got money should contribute $100 million apiece, which they all have. And buy that fucking hotel. And call a bluff. Are you selling it? Okay, we want to buy it. 
and let them buy it and let it be one less thing that they another thing they took from them and see how much resistance Donald Trump has of stopping five prominent black people from buying some shit that you're selling. Is it for sale? Okay, we come to buy it. Not with aggressiveness, not whatever, but we wanna be we wanna sit at the table. See, sometimes when people say something's for sale, that's just a ploy to see who's going to bite at it, who's going to nibble at it. At the same time, they want certain people to bite at it and nibble at it because they want a piece of the pie. So if the, if the, if the Saudi Arabians buy it, they know that they are way over in Saudi Arabia, so they may need Trump's people to kind of oversee the joint or whatever. But if a group of black folks buy it, they can tell Trump, okay, let's just sign the dotted line on the paperwork and get the hell out of the way. And then they can knock the damn thing down. Whatever they're going to do with it. They probably can't do anything with it because it's a lease from the, from the, uh, it actually belongs to the government, basically. It's a government building, a government institution, you know. So Trump just finagled his way in getting it. But now it's really a burden to him because he's really not making no money with it because of the location, because of his reputation. People can't even use the front door. Most people use the back door of that place. I've gone by that place a couple of times, and I ain't seen nobody really coming in the front like that. So there's got to be another entrance. Because every time you go by there, the front the front door looks like the front door of a, of a funeral parlor. You never see it being used. You know, people and caskets and funeral parlors going through the side door would have because that's the door leading to the sanctuary of the funeral home. And the same with Donald Trump's hotel. The front door is really, it ain't open up like the Hollywood Express or any other hotel where you're working and walking the front door. So, anyway, um, now getting back on this other thing here, when they say lynching, you know, when they were speaking on the lynching thing, like they were said, and, and um, what's the name did it too? Biden did it also. Mm-hmm. But the thing that gets me. When you say the word lynching, you can't put the word like Trump said, but behind it. You can't say, yeah, it's a lynching, but we're going to win. When you use the word lynching, lynching is final. When people get lynched, they die. There's no but behind it. By the time somebody throws you up on that tree or puts you underneath that horse and they smack that horse's ass and you're left here to hang from that tree when that horse rides off, there's no but involved because there's usually, when somebody gets lynched, there's over a thousand people in the audience. And they're all look. Even children are looking at it because you have to gather. I mean, people. Because, like I said before, in another time or another segment, that uh, when you go to kill somebody, people don't don't go easy into their death. You know, they're fighting to the finish. So you had strong black men that were being roped up and killed, but you had to have like twenty five white guys to to knock them out. They had to hit him over here and knock them out. By the time he by the time he came to. They had them all roped up and tied up on the horse, you know, ready to spank the horse or hang them, whatever they did to, to hang the person. But the person was already knocked out because you're not going to put nobody willingly on a rope and tie them up on a tree willingly. They had to be either knocked out or what have you. And it had to be maybe 15, 20 people there to do it because when you go to kill somebody, you're going to fight for your life. Why do you think that you find fibers underneath people's fingernails and all during a fight when there's murder involved? If somebody kills a woman or what have you, you know, they they look underneath the woman's fingernails and there's your DNA because you're about to take her life. She done clawed into your fucking skin, you know? And it's, they usually, when they catch the assailant, they still got wounds that haven't even healed yet because the person dug in your skin so tight because you're about to kill them. And the same with black people that were going to be lynched. 
you had to have at least 15, 20 people there to rope this person down because you don't pull them away from their family. Now you're about to kill them. So you had to bring 50 people. And it was just, but there's no but behind it. So when, when white folks use the term, yeah, it's a lynching, but we're going to win. But if you're going to use the term lynching, lynching means final. Lynching means no return. Lynching means you're going to die. So you can't use lynching and then say, but we're going to win. That's bullshit. So why do you use the word in the beginning when you're paraphrasing the word with something on the back end of it? And there's no, nothing at the end of lynching. Lynching means final. It means death. It means done. Not, but we're going to win. You know, that person was going to get lynched. Didn't ride off into the sunset, you know. He wasn't rescued by Dark Gable or whatever the hell you think the, the fantasy is on that. So, anyway, you know, I guess one day, you know, the, the people and the past and the uh, historian life that we've lived will be taken serious. But in the meantime, it's all bullshit. But, you know, they're old, you know, they're old. And just like Elijah Cummings, you know, one day they'll come to pass. And everything Trump is doing now, one day he'll be a memory like anything else. Probably soon he thinks. He's early 70s and what have you. And he don't realize he's not going to live forever. Nobody does. You know, we're all going to die. We just don't know when or how. And uh, so we'll see what happens. Just stay strong in your own spot and uh, don't worry about them. Anyway, uh, where's my drink? <laughs> I don't know. But okay. <laughs> That's your last word That's on that? That's my last word on that. All right. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Wow. I hadn't thought about it like that, but you're right. Lynching means you're done. You're done. You're going to say, yeah. It's not like you lynch somebody and then they it came was a lynching, back. But we're going to win. Or, or and then they were, you know, hospitalized or whatever. No. When you lynch somebody, no. they're done. That's why when, when Trump says it's a lynching, but we're going to win. Well, well, don't use the word lynching, man, because in lynching, you don't win. Anyway. but oh, you're so ignorant. That's can, your boy. I'm going to talk can about I, Can I just say, while we're on the topic of Trump's ignorance, that this week he also made a statement about putting up a border wall in um, Colorado because apparently he thought that Colorado bordered Mexico, not New Mexico, which is a state. He was talking about putting up a border wall to keep Mexicans from coming into Colorado. Now, that's not even a border state, but Colorado, as I said, borders New Mexico. So, of course, when people started calling him out on it, he came back the next day and went, I was just joking i'm like dude really you weren't joking you just made another ignorant ass comment because you don't know what you're talking about you clearly don't know geography you don't know what you're saying and you put stuff out there he was at one of his rallies and had the crowd cheering so apparently they're just as stupid they're just as stupid as he is not one person, when he said, yeah, put up a wall and you're not going to be able to go over it or under it, and we're going to put up a wall and it's going to be beautiful for Colorado, and the people were like, hey! Not one person was like, whoa, wait a minute. Colorado's not a border state. That border's New Mexico. What is he talking about? They just were hollering and cheering right along with his behind. Ignorance is usually the, the foundation of people like that. Well, he's got, he's got five like billion. Dollars. He's got five billion dollars, so he's gonna be throwing money all over the place. I would just like to hope that ignorance is not contagious. 
Well, what they should do really is get some little placemats and send them, put a map on it. You know, maps. You yeah, use. like you get for the kids. It for has kids. a map yeah. of the United yeah. States. Yeah. Some kid map. He clearly thinks that New Mexico is not part of the United States. And Barack wasn't born in America. Yeah, a lot of things. Just another example of the idiocy of this person. But anyway, I digress. We gotta. Uh, mm-hmm. What are we doing? We taking the CC and hitting the weird news, or shall we keep it rolling? I'm looking uh, for a consensus. What do y'all want? Well, I think uh, that Red Wine should have two stories in this. Uh, I will not. Anyway, we, we can take <laughs> You see what I have to contend with? All right. Yeah. We'll take a quick CC, and then we're coming back with the weird news. We got some good ones for you, so don't hey, you Hey, this is Red Wine. Just doing a few promos for the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. You know how we do it. PJs only. No clothes allowed. Hey, real one. Are you talking about the pajama party where we talk about hot topics, movie reviews, living for the city, and what's popping with me about DD? I know you guys are doing this spot without me. Show with the pajama party. Did you tell everybody that um, they can reach us at apajamaparty.com or call us live 914-803-4306. Check us out on Twitter and don't forget to kiss us. Okay, now is the time for me to sing. Hey, this is the Pajama Party Show, and we're back. Papa Didi went to grab a glass, so I'm going to take his spot. Uh-oh, here he comes. Dad going it. Go ahead, Papa D. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. Ponyo's <laughs> uh, Papa Didi here with Kettle. Hello. Red wine. Bonsoir, darlings. And it's time for, what is it? Oh, time for the weird news. Yes, darling, yes. Uh, let's see. Oh, I'm not Yeah, we're going to lighten it up. We got some good ones for you this week. Uh, let's see. I've got the first one out of Georgia. Uh, this is out of Fitzgerald, Georgia. Georgia Town is betting on a giant bushy chicken to attract tourists. Man, they must be desperate. Why did the tourists cross the road? One South Georgia town hopes it will be to, to see a giant bushy chicken statue. Okay. Okay. Fitzgerald, this is out of Fitzgerald, Georgia. Fitzgerald Mayor, Mayor Jim Puckett tells local news outlets that the town is building the world's largest chicken topiary, which is a 62-foot steel frame chicken with plants growing on it. He says that they want to see chickens, so we're going to show them chickens. The city is spending $150,000 on this topiary designed to top the 56-foot steel big chicken at a Kentucky Fried Chicken in Marietta, Georgia. Puckett says the Fitzgerald topiary could even include an apartment for overnight rentals and an observation deck. What do you mean, inside the chicken? Oh, gosh. Anyway, it should be ready by the end of the year. So they're doing all this to bring tourists down there to see this giant chicken. 
I'm not understanding about the apartment because they said it could even include an apartment for overnight rentals and an observation deck. So I guess if you want to go up, well, the thing is going to be 62 feet high. So if you want to go up in the top of the chicken and up to the observation deck, but it sounds like they're saying they could build an apartment up in there. So if you want to stay overnight in the chicken, Mm -hmm. you could do that. Where is this again? This is in Fitzgerald, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on. Well, this is a crazy story. Dear, dear kills, dear kills. And what officials are calling a bizarre incident in Arkansas, Hunter was killed by deer that he thought he had shot deer. Thomas Alexander, 66, was hunting deer near Yellville on Tuesday night when he believed he had successfully shot a deer. Alexander, who lived in the area and was um, an experienced hunter, was sitting in an elevated deer stand during the state's muzzleloader season. I'm not sure what that is. Keith Stevens, Chief Communications, the Game and Fish Commission, told ABC. After um, going down to check on his kill, Alexander soon discovered that the animal was, in fact, not dead. There was deer uh-huh. blood in, in the location we attacked uh, had happened. It appears he shot the deer, and he had put his rifle down near the uh, deer stand and walked down to check and make sure he was dead. And that's when whatever happened, happened. The deer, which was not fatally injured, um, got back up and attacked Anderson, who suffered several um, puncture wounds to his body. Um, And unfortunately, Alexander was by himself. He was able to call his family for help. He then um, responded, emergency responded, and later, unfortunately, he died at the hospital. So, I guess if you're going deer hunting, you better be sure that that deer is gone. Oh, well. Wow. So, wait, so the deer was playing possum? It sounds like it might have been playing possum. Or maybe where he shot him at, you know, he wasn't all the way gone, you know. So, so the deer killed the guy who tried to kill him? Yep. Yep, yep. All righty then. Okay. I mean, I can't be mad at the deer. That would sound like self-defense to me. What do you think, Papa? Uh, yeah. mm. Sound like self-defense, clear and simple to me. Yeah. You try to kill me, and then I I jump up and and take your life. There, you came for me first. As Rambo said, you drew first blood. <laughs> All right. Uh, what you got for us, Poppy? Uh, let's see. We got a woman uh, drives a motorhome into casino after she uh, she was kicked out. Los Angeles, the uh, police say a woman who was uh, angered when she was kicked out of a Las Vegas area casino intensely drove her motorhome into the building, injuring a custodian. Wow. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he drove a motor home. North Las Vegas police spokesman Eric Levy said that a 50-year-old woman was ejected from the Cannery Casino Friday morning and drove her Winnebago motorhome into the building. Mm. A Winnebago. Winnebago, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Lafayette, who is the the spokesman, uh, said that the woman hit a 66-year-old custodian worker who was outside the building. The uh, Las Vegas Review Journal reports the worker was critically injured but is expected to survive. Wow. He also told WVVU-TV uh, that the woman kept uh, hitting the gas and her vehicle was stuck in the building's entrance. Employees had to remove the woman to get her to stop. So she was still hitting the gas pedal? Yeah. Wow. She sounded like she was kind of angry. Yeah, she was kicked out of there, but who knows what happened. Okay. Well, that's the weird news for this week. Okay. All right, that's a wrap. Uh, let's see. Are we gonna take a break? Let's take let's take a quick break, and we're coming back with I'm just saying with uh, the illustrious red wine. <laughs> Don't you do it. Don't you do it. We'll be right back. Uh, Where are we? Right here. We'll be right back. It's Friday night, and you're listening to The Pajama Party Show Live. Tune in every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific. We push it to the limit every week like only we can. We've got hot topics, hit it and quit it headlines, TV and movie reviews, commentary, and the world's famous Kiss It List. And you don't want to be on the Kiss It List. So visit apajamaparty.com, check out the cocktail of the week, get your glass, and get your laugh on with the Pajama Party crew doing what we do right here with you. Get up on this and push it. Push it real good. All right, welcome back to the John Party. One, your host, Papa Dita. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Oh, it's time for what I'm just saying. And tonight, I want to talk about this whole situation with Trump saying he wants to have government agencies eliminate their subscriptions to the Washington Post and the New York Times. And why did he say that? He's saying that because he doesn't like the way they cover him. Basically because they call him out for his bullcrap. They do fact-checking. They call him out for all the lies that he tells throughout the week. And I guess he's just gotten kind of fed up with it, (laughs) the way they just plaster him so now they're saying I mean he's saying that he thinks that it would be a good cost savings measure for government agencies to eliminate their subscriptions to the Washington Post and the New York Times 
So I'm just saying, how petty can you be? Really, just because you don't like what they say, because they actually talk about the crazy stuff that you say and do, and you don't like it because they don't kowtow and kiss your behind. Now, not only do you not want to read their publications, but you want federal government agencies to stop subscribing to their publications. What kind of petty foolishness is that? Aside from the fact that the Washington Post has free digital subscriptions for people who have a .gov address. So if you're in the federal government and you want a digital subscription to the Washington Post, you can get that for free. So you're not saving anything. And as far as the actual printed version, I don't know how much they would actually save But he's making it sound like with the, I don't know what the deficit is now. I know it's in the trillions. Do you really think that these subscriptions to the Post and the Times is going to make a difference to the federal deficit? Come on. This is just another temper tantrum that he's trying to hide behind some foolishness about, oh, we're trying to save the government money. No, you're just pissed off because they call you out on your foolishness and your bull, and you don't like it. I just feel like, you know, how long are we going to have to put up with this? I'm really hoping that this impeachment inquiry gives the Democrats the information and the ammunition necessary to put this fool out of office. It's embarrassing, and it's just, I don't even know what word to use. It's just ridiculous, and it's embarrassing that we have to continue to have to listen to and watch the stuff that he does. You got Giuliani butt-dialing reporters. That happened today and twice. How does that happen? What kind of imbecile are you that you're butt-dialing a reporter and they hear you saying stuff about what we need is money. We need to get thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands to take care of this whole situation The reporter's hearing all this stuff. Now, I find it hard to believe that Giuliani butt-dialed anybody. I'm thinking you must have done that deliberately because nobody could be that stupid. Then again, you look at the kind of stuff that's going on in this administration, it is kind of easy to believe that this kind of stuff could be done. Giuliani running off at the mouth saying all kind of stuff saying things that should not be said, contradicting the stuff that Trump is saying. It's just been like a circus. It's been a circus. And I'm quite frankly tired of the same circus going on and on and on. We have become an international joke. And all this stuff about he's done this and he's done that single-handedly and all that stuff, just more lies. You're making us look ridiculous. You keep talking about how we're stronger because of you and all the things you've done. No, we're not. You got us looking crazy. You can make policy decisions on one day. You come back a day or two later and reverse what you said two days before. Your administration doesn't know what you're doing. You've got people quitting left and right, folks dropping like flies. It's just beyond ridiculous. 
So I'm just saying, this whole thing with the newspaper subscription, you just look really petty. And you look like a little juvenile having a temper tantrum. Somebody needs to just go and smack you on, on the back of your head and tell you to go sit down somewhere. Apparently, you just need a good time out. This is Red Wine, and I'm saying... That's enough from you. <sighs> I don't know how much more of this we got to deal with. Anyway. All right. That was a good one, man. It's just out of control. Whew. All right. Well, let's take a quick break, and then we're coming back with Papa Didi and Living for the City uh, on the Pajama Party Show. Uh, you know how we do this every Friday night, and we're going to take a break. I need some more. I need a whole nother drink, not just ice. So let me get that done, and we'll be right back. You're in the right place at the right time. It's the Pajama Party, www.apajamaparty.com. Produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Don't just sit there yelling at the air. You've got an opinion? We want to hear it too. Dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. Don't let us have all the fun by ourselves. We've got room for you at the pajama party. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Operators are standing by. Well, they're lounging on pillows, but they're waiting for your calls. So call us now, 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Oh, you want to throw pillows? All right, welcome back to the pajama party. Morning, who's Papa Didi and Mew Kettle? Hello. Red wine. Bonsoir, darling, darling, bonsoir. Okay. Uh, <laughs> first of all, we're going to do a little update. Uh, Houston is beating uh, the Nats 3-1 to one right now, but the Nats are threatening. There's two outs. They got a man on uh, second and third base. Nats put it over the... Uh, Houston Astro put a new pitcher in their game. And uh, the count is two and two. Now, what sport is this? Three and two. Basketball, football, no, baseball, soccer? Baseball. Okay. Anyway, that was just red wine being sarcastic. Anyway, this is my segment. I don't even know why she's even talking. Uh, let's see. Uh, wow. You know, based on all the stuff that was said, you know, it just goes to show that. Uh, you know, arrogance is, is truly bliss in in the leadership these days. You know, they, they could dish it out, but they can't take it. You know, and I, I've learned in my own life that when I run across people like that, I don't even comment. I don't, I don't even begin to continue the argument on the other end. You know, because you're really wasting your breath. Because when people have a crazed level about them, and I experience that a little bit uh, in different places, my inner circles, my job, whatever. Or you have people that are half crazy. You don't even really sit there and facilitate it because you're not going to win because these people are thinking with a whole different mindset. So trying to come in with some common sense and some logic, that's going to get drowned like you're dipping somebody's head in the water. 
because people that are rolling with a arrogance and aggression and over over overexerted situations, you trying to be calm and cool, you just lose your mind trying to convince them of something that you'll never be able to convince them of. If people are crazy, it is fucking crazy. It's just, no, I'm convinced of that. You know, through the years and just run across people. If it ain't a little crazy, it's a little crazy. And sometimes that crazy comes from a little crazy to be almost completely crazy. And they walk, they walk amongst uh, society like regular people. You know, and sometimes we need to call the uh, either Ghostbusters or Men in Black or somebody to neutralize their ass because they really shouldn't be walking the streets. And I'm sure everybody knows the person. It's just just half crazy. And we deal with them every day on a regular basis. And you say to yourself, every time you leave that person, because they, sometimes they look better gone than they do coming. You see the person walking up and say, oh, God, here comes this crazy motherfucker. <laughs> or you say, oh, damn, I'm glad, I'm glad that crazy motherfucker didn't left. Lord have mercy. Damn, they crazy shit. You know, and they're walking amongst us. So, like I said, we need to call, you know, the Ghostbusters or Men in Black to eradicate it. So, it's a lot of people walking around that are half crazy, and they feel, they feel like they're... In society, rolling with common people, like they're rolling with common sense, logical thinking people, and they're, they're not. They're hostile all the time. I work with people in my job. You know, it's amazing. They, they're just, every day, they come in with attitude. They battle you every day. <laughs> Eight o'clock in the morning. You know, this person has got argumentative, or somebody you got to talk to every day. Every time you call them, you know, they got an attitude. I'm like, what the hell? What the hell are you dealing with? Who are you dealing with? What are you bringing to work every day? Why do you come to work with a damn attitude? Like somebody gives a shit about what's going on in your life, you know. I think that we all, deep down inside, if we wanted to, if we wanted to talk about our problems in our life with our family and stuff going on in our life, we can give people a boatload of shit going on. And your crap is probably worse than their crap. But see, they can't handle their crap, and they've been headstrong with family members and everybody that they've become loco crazy because they, they're battling against stuff for so long that, you know, it takes them down. Once you balance something for, with no purpose, you know, if you run across anybody on your job, wherever you are, if you run across somebody that you have tried to reason with, try to talk to, try to teach something to, and all they're throwing back at you is aggressiveness and, and arrogance, then just go to work to make that living and just take them with a grain of salt when they start freaking out they're trying to draw you into an argument they're trying to draw you into controversy so don't let them take you there don't let them take you there play dumb play stupid especially if you need your job play dumb let them call you soft punk ass you know easy you know I got that person wrapped around my finger yeah you think you do motherfucker if we was anywhere other than this job okay I would neutralize your ass, but don't fight on a job. Don't argue on a job. Jobs come with policies, and your ass can get fired, you know? Don't lose your job because a jerk-off is just trying to take you over the edge because they're already over the fucking edge. Anyway, I'll leave it there. All right? So. Okay. Woo. You say just take it down, huh? Mm-hmm. I understand. What I tell you. All right. <laughs> Woo. All right, Kat, are you ready for us to go out to the West Coast? Yeah, take a little CC and come back. All righty. Well, we're going to take a quick CC break. 
Okay. We'll take a CC and then we're heading out to the West Coast to get the latest on the Hollywood wrap-up, entertainment news, and all that good, good stuff. And we'll be right back. You're listening to the Pajama Party Late Night Adult Talk Show. We've added a new segment to the show called The Kiss It List. Every week, we put people on this list who have done dumb stuff or have been irritating or just gotten on out of your nerves. So we call them out and put them on the Kiss It List, and we tell you why. If you have somebody you want to add to our Kiss It List, hit us on Twitter at Party and use hashtag KissIt, and we'll add them to the list. If you prefer to email your contenders, send them to info at apajamaparty.com. We'll call them out every Friday night at the end of the show, so get those names in. Now, let's get back to the Pajama Party crew and more of the show. DJ, would you mind turning it up a notch? Oh, how rude. Oh, you're on the kiss it list. Welcome back to the Pajama Party Show. This is Red Wine Bonsoir. I'm here with Papa Didi. And Kettle. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and it's Hello. time for the Hollywood I know. It's time for the Hollywood wrap up with Kettle. Uh Kettle, go for it. What's going on in the entertainment industry? Okay, right here. Jane Fonda and Ted Danson were arrested today during an ongoing climate change protest. <clears throat> um a video posted in Washington Post, uh, Hannah Jewell showed Danson being detained by police outside of the Capitol building with his hands restrained. When asked if he w- has ever been arrested before, the good place uh, star said, replied that he hasn't. So, first time for everything. Um, Fonda uh, started protesting three weeks ago to urge politicians to take action against climate change and vowed to get arrested every Friday the end of the year as part of the effort. Last week, her um, co-star, Sam Waterston, joined her and um, was also arrested. That's the gentleman that used to play in Law & Order. Uh, He was arrested Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, haven't heard from him. I I see why. Uh, Fonda said on her website, the campaign that um, she moved to D.C. to be closer to the... um, epic center of the fight for our climate. She said, I can no longer stand by and let our um, elected officials ignore and even worse empower the industries that are destroying our planet for profit. We cannot continue to stand for this. All right, girl. I guess that's the next chapter in her uh, in her life, being arrested, huh? Every Friday. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, standing for a good cause. <clears throat> um, but she looks Felicity good. Huffman. I'll give her that. Uh, yeah, she does. Um, Felicity Huffman, she's being released from two-week prison sentence. She's going to be released early. Um, she was released Friday morning from a federal prison in California two days before the end of a two-week sentence for her role in the college admission scandal. Um the Desperate Housewives star was released from the low-security, listen to that, low-security prison 
from women because under prison policy, inmates scheduled for weekend release are let out on Friday. Huh. Her husband, actor William Macy, yeah. dropped off Huffman. Um, they give her inmate number and everything at the Federal uh, Correctional Prison on October the 15th. And uh, so she was released today. With one day of credit already banked for the day she was originally arrested in jail. Really? A federal judge yeah. in Boston last week sentenced um, Huffman uh, to two weeks in prison, $30,000 fine, 250 hours of community service, and a year's probation after she pleaded guilty to fraud and conspiracy for paying an admission consultant $15,000 uh, to have her, uh, the SAT score uh, answers. Oh, boy. What are we coming yeah. to? I'm telling you. I, I heard that earlier today. I was like, I'm putting her on a kiss-it list. And then they said, yeah, well, you know, what happens is if your release date is over the weekend, they typically will let you go Friday. It has nothing to do with her status as a celebrity. And I was like, yeah, okay. Are you serious? <clears throat> That's it's, what they told us. It's going to be interesting to see their careers after this. His and hers. I mean, he's both of them. Well, he's a hell of a actor. I like him as an actor, but it's gonna be interesting to see where the career is gonna go after this. So. Yeah. Oh, well, she'll probably be like in the man. You know, she probably mm-hmm. has a book, and then she'll do a, do a movie and all kind of stuff. So. Probably. Well, on that note too, the kids have been seen. I think sometime this week. I don't know, I don't know where they were going, but finally. You haven't heard from them or seen seen them since um this you know, incident happened. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway. On another another somber note, um Shaquille O'Neal's sister. She um died of cancer. Um Shaquille O'Neal's sister, uh Aisha Harrison Jack died of cancer on Thursday. She was forty years old. Um, she was diagnosed with cancer three years ago. O'Neal didn't know his biological father growing up and was raised by his stepfather, Philip A. Harrison, um, who was Aisha's father. O'Neill was not on TNT. He, was, he does TNT, the Inside NBA, um, on Thursday night. Uh, host Ernie Johnson said of O'Neill, when he struggles, we struggle with him because he's one of our brothers. Um, Charles Barkley, he sent his condolences um NBA Commissioner Adam Silver was on the show and also sent his condolences to his family also. Um, and O'Neal was okay. inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame in 2016. He won four NBA titles and three finals in MVPs in his career. Well, his next chapter is uh, working for Papa John. <laughs> As everybody okay. knows. Mm-hmm. Um, also, last note, two movies to look out for. Dolomite with Eddie Murphy. That comes on Netflix and it's in the movies. Apparently they did a, a deal with Netflix. And also The Irishman um, is coming out. That's with um, what's his name? Uh, Robert De Niro. So, oh, for those okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. Anybody that's all, folks? Alright now. Um, also, I wanted to say uh, Harriet Harriet is out. 
the movie about Harriet Tubman. Um, you know, if you get a chance, go check that out. Yeah, it's selling out everywhere. Yeah, I've been hearing good things about it. Also, I read something, Kettle, that said that uh, the Joker is the highest selling uh, R-rated movie ever. Really? I yeah, I don't get the fascination. I, I guess they released it at the right time. Halloween, everybody's all into that crazy stuff, the crazy. So, I guess uh, timing is, is that perfect. That is making money and more money and more money. Right, and there's there's one more, um, the Terminator Dark something. I mean, they're bringing back. Um, What's her name? Linda Hamilton and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's going to be interesting <laughs> to see that. Yeah, senior citizens chasing Terminator. <laughs> well, it looked like they were jacking up some folks. So <laughs> we said, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. With their AARP card. Okay. That's so. Look, she says the famous line, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, that's what that she said. Mm-hmm. All right, Kettle. Well, thank you for the Hollywood wrap up. And uh, you can go ahead and tell us about the cocktail of the week. What you got for us this week? It's called the grilled pineapple tequila punch. It's called a what? Grilled pineapple tequila punch. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Tell us about it. Mm-hmm. You know, make a picture. Two and a half cups. Oh, I like a picture. Oh, okay. I know you do. Two and a half Give cups. Give me a picture for myself. Two and a half cups, 20 ounces of Blanco tequila, and a half a cup of uh, Ancho Rayo's Verde, which is a liqueur, 12 ounces of the pineapple juice, a half a cup of fresh lemon juice, I'm sorry, half a cup of um, fresh lime juice, one fresh pineapple peeled and cooled, um, uh, mint green lemon wheels and jalapeno slices to go. So, um, cut the pineapple lengthwise into uh, spheres. Um, thread the uh, pineapple on the sleeve. Grill pineapple over medium until charred on both sides. Combine to tequila, Anto Reyes Verde, which is very cool. Pineapple juice and lime juice in a large pitcher. Refrigerate and chill through. And then before serving, you add ice to the pitcher and place on the um, inside of each of uh, the eight to ten tall glass. Fill each glass three fourths of a punch. And um, top with the um, topping pieces. Interesting. And garnish with the lip strings, lime wheels, and jalapeno this would be on our website. It's called the Grilled Pineapple Tequila Punch. Wow. Okay. Is that what I have tonight? Because whatever it is, it's delicious. <laughs> yep, that's what you're saying. Well, it's right Yeah. All right. Well, that's the uh, cocktail of the week. 
and we'll post it on the uh, Pajama Party site at apajamaparty.com. And that, again, is called the Grilled Pineapple Tequila Punch. Make a whole picture. Don't be stingy. Make some to share it with somebody. Oh, I do like it. It is tasty. Mm-hmm. Woo, tequila! All right, Papa Didi, tell the people about the Kiss It List. Kiss It List is a list we compile of people to show their butt. And uh, got a song to celebrate them on the back end. How about that? Man, we got a whole list of jokers. Oh, yeah, we got people on the Kiss It List this week. Let's see, I'll get it started. We got uh, Betsy DeVos. You know, she's the secretary of the, uh, oh, Lord, what's it called? Department of Education. Mm-hmm. She's on the kiss it list because her Department of Education uh, violated an order to stop collecting payments on student loans for schools that have been closed. Court told her, the courts told her to stop collecting, you know, student payment loans for schools that have gone out out of business, closed, shut them down. They're gone. So you shouldn't be collecting student loan payments for those. And she didn't, or her organization, department, whatever, didn't do it. They're still trying to collect them. So the court mm-hmm. has fined Department of Education $100,000 because they didn't do what the courts told them to do. So now that just cost the... I guess the taxpayers ultimately end up paying that $100,000. But anyway, so Betsy DeVos is on the kiss it list. I still put Felicity Huffman on there for getting three days early off of her 14-day sentence, even though they're saying, well, because of the weekend release, that's the way the, the prison works. So I just feel like if you only got 14 days, you couldn't serve the whole 14 days? Girl, please. Also, we've got... Uh, you knew her last days was going to be up on a Friday when you put her ass in there. Uh-huh. Ain't like, count, ain't like the counter just fell on that. Philadelphia Police Chief Inspector, his name is Carl Holmes. He's been arrested, charged with sexual assault. Three different female officers on the Philadelphia Police Force to whom he was uh, mentoring them. He had uh, different uh, sexual... Oh gosh! Harvey Weinstein for saying people were rude to him at a rest at a bar, and called him out. He was at a restaurant eating and uh, drinking, and lady walked him. But lady walked up and said he was a rapist amongst us, and they just dog. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Republicans bum rushing the impeachment inquiry. Uh, Lindsey Graham for being a jerk off and. Saying Trump using words and yeah, saying that Trump was justified and saying that he was and being lynched. They don't know what they're justified Please. to do anymore. Trump is saying he was lynched, and you know, and Rudy Giuliani butt dialing. He see the problem with Rudy Giuliani is not so much his butt dialing. He's as old as hell, okay, and he don't know how to work a damn phone. And he's acting like he's in the game. He's so young and youthful when he knew he looks like Frankenstein. <laughs> and the lady on Saturday Night Live depict, depicts him perfectly. <laughs> the way she does her hands and she moves her really hands. really does. Like, he's just Makes him look like crazy. the old monster that he is. You know. Who else do we have? And last but not least, we got... Uh, Let's see. Oh, definitely Trump. Yeah, we, we, we said that one. I know you want to beat him up. Yeah, I want you to beat him up. Samantha Easley, a.k.a. Uh, 
Swing set Susan? Yeah. Harassing Hispanic teens. This lady was harassing some Hispanic teenagers at the playground, and they recorded it. So put her on the list. Yeah. Uh, Tabby, you got anybody else? Um, the judge that sentenced uh, Felicity Huffman, Huffman, whatever her name is. And a prisoner mm-hmm. let her go. Yeah. Yeah, the guy probably said in the prison and let her go. They knew the guy that Friday was in the prison. No, the Friday was in the prison. 14 days. That's, that's what I'm talking about. That judge. And the guy that stole, okay. um, Jersey. And the guy that stole his jersey. Oh, yeah, the guy that stole, um, uh, Patriots' Tom jersey. Tom Brady's jersey. Yeah. Okay. Not, I didn't like him, but still, you don't see him people's memorabilia. Tell you. Just don't do that. Did I say Peyton? I'm sorry, Tom. What's his name? Tom. Tom Brady. Tom. Tom. Whatever his name is. Whatever. Tom Brady. Okay. Yeah, him. Okay. Well, we have a prize for everybody on this week's kissing list, and here it is. My entire My ass. You can just Welcome back to John Party. One of your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. 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 Oh, red wine. Thank you. Kettle, are you still down in Yellowstone uh-huh. Park? Are you still in Yellowstone Park in Kansas? We can barely hear you. <laughs> okay. Um, it's time for the last word. Okay. Uh, let's see. Wow. Uh, last word is that you know we got a lot going on in the world today. I really don't know how we survive day by day. <laughs> I really don't know. I mean, uh, it's team, a miracle. You know, I just want to uh, give a shout out to the person I was going to work last night, and I uh, going down fifty, and it was a car turned upside down, another one turned the wrong way on fifty, and the police hadn't got there yet, and people had stopped to help the lady out that was whose car was upside down. And I was going around the, the accident looking at it, and I just hope the person's okay, you know, because their car was turned upside down, and one car was facing the wrong direction. So I don't know whether it was a drunk driver driving the wrong way on 50. Happened around the 202 entrance, 50, heading west toward D.C., and it was sad because it was late. It was about 1 o'clock in the morning, and, uh, you know, to have an accident that late, and police not show up, and you look up, and a drunk driver's come right at you, it's horrifying. So I just want to wish that person um, good health, and hopefully they survive that accident. And for people to cool out while you're driving, because driving is becoming horrendously crazy. All we're trying to do is get from point A to point B when you're driving, and people are just making it hard 
You almost got to watch that rear view mirror like a hawk, and you're almost horrified of what's coming up behind you or what's zooming beside you. I was on one more thing I want to say. I, I was on a highway, and two guys was in Mustangs behind one another. These guys were going 120 miles apiece. One zoomed by, zoom, zoom. I couldn't believe it. Anyway, so I just want to say just be careful out there because driving a car accident will kill you. It will literally kill you. All right. Well, my last word is I just want to give a shout-out to my mother. May God rest her spirit. Today would have been her birthday. So I just want to say, Mom, I still miss you after all these years. I love you. And uh, that's my last word tonight. Over to you, Kim. Um, my last word, I wasn't going to say nothing, but, um, uh, about Elijah Cummings, um, he was a great man, and I hope that we, politicians or whoever's in position, can carry on his legacy, because he did a lot, he said a lot, and, uh, I just hope we can continue it on. Like I said, I hope his, his wife decides to run for something. She, you know, she might make a difference. You know, people probably really back her. So. Michelle? Huh? All right. He was asking if that was his wife and that white, wearing white. And I said, I'm white not coat. sure. A white coat. Like a white coat or sweater, yeah. At the funeral. At the funeral. I don't know. Yeah, that, that was something. All right. Well, that wraps it up for another episode of the Pajama Party Show, another edition, rather. And uh, we thank you for your time. We appreciate you. And uh, we'll make sure we update our website at apajamaparty.com. Shout out to DC Homegrown, our parent company. And uh, we're sending good wishes to the Washington Nationals. We hope you can uh, pull off a win for the, uh, what's this thing called? What do they call it in baseball? The World Series. The World Series. Baby shark, 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 baby shark. Yeah, we're hoping that they can pull off a win when it's all said and done. Baby shark, shark, shark. We're wishing them the best. Baby shark. And uh, we'll do it again next Friday night. Shark, shark, shark. So we're going to get on out of here and check out the rest of the World Series. Daddy shark, shark, shark. Papa Didi. Daddy shark. Papa Didi. Snap out of it. That's the song for the national. Okay. All right. Let's say goodnight and get on out. All right. Good night. The <laughs> shark song is with the Nationals or that little thing. Yes. Baby, baby shark. Baby All right. Shark, 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 All right. Yes, say goodnight. All right. <laughs> say goodnight, Kevin. Good night. Good night, Kevin. Good night. I can't speak with that. All right. Good night. We'll see you next Friday night. We're out of here. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arab. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Gabi Ko. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Oh. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Put on the pot today, won't it that day?